liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows just don't get treated like a hoe Today's episode is going to be one of the more crass episodes that I do. Because I had on the entire crew from Biting the Bullet, including the long-lost Jared. Yes, all three. Luke, Typo, and Jared. It's a blast, but if you're a snowflake, just skip this one. Do not do not DM me saying, oh, there's so much profanity. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do it. I will block you. Don't do it. Just skip the episode. This is your warning. These guys are great. Uh, They're all military vets. Great senses of humor. If you don't have it, you won't enjoy it, but that's fine. Um, So make sure you subscribe to Biting the Bullet. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over the Daily Job Hunt. Go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up for their free daily newsletter. All it is is a newsletter that hits your inbox every morning. Gives you some information on how to become a better applicant for that job of your dreams. If you were laid off during lockdowns or if you're just in a dead end nine to five and you feel like you're spinning your wheels, this is your opportunity to change that. Do not wait another day because we don't, we didn't got much more time folks. Again, go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up for the daily job hunt. It's free. Once you get that job of your dreams, you can unsubscribe. There's no pressure. But I think it's a great starting place to get on that right path. Again, go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up. Let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. In honor of Gay Pride Month, I thought I'd have on the most <laughs> lit thruple on earth, the reunion of Biting the Bullet cast. We got Luke, Typo, and Jared in the building. Welcome <laughs> aboard, gentlemen. Dude, What's I up, fucking dude? hate you. You took our theme. Dude, I was going to say Ah, uh, <laughs> we were planning on using that. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Happy, happy Pride Month, guys. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> and once you said it, I was like, no, this asshole's stealing our thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We didn't even talk, so like. I know. This was, this was I'm purely... just glad everybody knows this as a thruple, so it's okay. <laughs> this was purely organic. Um, so anyways, uh, I just... Got back a couple days ago from Tim Pool. I wanted to give you guys the rundown of what it was all like. Yeah, because we were asking you a shit ton of fucking questions. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, first off, homeboy lives in a unbelievable house. It's you walk in the first floor. It's got um, a bar. It's it's like it's basically like a full bar. It's so long. The the it's like the entire length of the house. It's like a bowling alley length. And, oh wow! And then there's skee ball, video games you know, TVs, couches, beanbags everywhere. And then you go down to the left and there's a fucking skate park, which is- Oh, that's fucking dope. It's unbelievable. And then you go up a floor, there's like six bedrooms. His entire crew lives with him, which is incredible. There's like a dozen people, like more people just keep emerging from different rooms and stuff. You go up another floor, there's a kitchen, another six bedrooms. You go up another floor and you're in the attic and that's where the magic happens. That's where his studio is at. So, um, wow, I'm telling you. It was so intense, 5,000 miles flown in 36 hours and over 340,000 downloads on the video, not to mention however many podcast listeners. So like probably a million people have heard my dumbass voice over the past 48 <laughs> hours. Um, just and, then, 
And then you have us on afterwards. And then you, then you, yeah, now you're, now you're about to think about half those gone. <laughs> well, that, that was the plan here. I don't, I don't like, uh, you know, it's like Icarus. I don't want to get too close to the sun. So <laughs> you I have to stop the bullet boys in here to. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, gra- we'll keep you grounded, buddy. <laughs> uh, so anyways, are, are you guys, well, let, let's, let's explain to the audience a little bit about your, your background and, and your history together and, you know, why the, the thruple. Uh, the, the romance <laughs> wore off and Jared had to go his separate ways. Because um, Jared's a status. <laughs> so well, uh, if, for those of you that don't know us, uh, we're three Marines. Uh, we all met in the Marine Corps. Typo and I, uh, we currently do the show. Jared was on the show with us originally. It's called Biting the Bullet. And um, yeah, we met each other in uh, Typo and I met first. We met each other in uh, Okinawa, Japan, and we were two shitbags in the Marine Corps. That were actually like pretty decent Marines, but we just hated everything about the Marine Corps. And then uh, I went to 29 Palms. Typo ended up following me there. But Jared, that's where I met Jared. He was in my unit in 29 Palms. And I'm kind of like the glue that brought everybody together. And then we'd argue and argue and argue all day long about politics after we all got out. And we decided to live together in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we thought we were pretty funny, especially when we were drunk. So we were like, let's do a fucking podcast. Like... Let's see if anybody else, everybody else thought we were funny when we bitch at each other. So we decided to do a podcast and uh, it worked out pretty well for us. So we met a lot of vets, a lot of anarchist vets. I was the last holdout on being an anarchist. Well, Jared's still a holdout on being an anarchist. I want to point out that like eight months before biting the bullet started, Luke was yelling about at me about how we need a public education system. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and I'm fucking like adamantly arguing again. I want I want to I want to I want to point that out real quick. Yeah. And then and I just went straight full-blown anarchist. I'm pretty sure typos basically full-blown anarchist. And then Jared's like I wish anarchy could be a thing, but he doesn't trust human Bro, beings I'm enough to. I'm nothing anymore. I am a, just a man <laughs> enjoying the death of a Roman Empire. I don't give a fuck about anything anymore. Like I'm just, I'm waiting for the housing market to collapse so I could just get some like cheap ass property down in like Dry Ridge or something, and then just like grow food and fix pipes. That's where I'm at in my life. I don't fuck it. So, and that's and that's that's why he, he that's is why he's not on the podcast anymore because he <laughs> no. left. He left us to get uh, he went to go get a, a good job in Kentucky and uh, there wasn't much going on for him out here, from my understanding. And uh, he left and uh, it's just kind of hard because me and Luke work different scheduling hours um, and I, I work nights sometimes now, too. And then it's hard because like the days that are Jared's off we're working or the my, opposite my days off are monday and tuesday it's like, yeah, fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah yeah well and then also my hours because i obviously i had fucking new guy hours too so when i left i knew like my schedule was like 2 p.m to 10 p.m it's like so it just well, I'm, i've as from the 100th episode and then obviously coming on here i've uh started you'll, you'll probably you'll probably see me i'm biting the bullet here and no there. you fucking won't <laughs> <laughs> you're Where's gone. my fucking patreon money i deserve <laughs> episodes of that patreon money are you guys getting are you guys getting heavy patreon money should i start a no. patreon no we're, we're not no i'm talking okay. about like probably three dollars right now uh, yeah. <laughs> no, i mean it was better before uh you know covid19 and it, people wanted to donate to us but then they're everybody that listens to us are fucking homeless vets so they're like shit uh we definitely don't have any money now so <laughs> Businesses started reeling back that Wi-Fi so they couldn't steal it from living <laughs> under a bridge. So it seems as if we we all probably see things fairly similarly. Um, but I'm curious, 
Is there anyone that thinks that this isn't the the final death blow to the empire? Is anybody <laughs> that thinks we can actually survive another 15 years or is this like fairly imminent in everyone's opinion? I think I, it's fairly <laughs> imminent. We might survive another 15 years, but like there's no reeling this back. We're already right. we're already on the slide. You're not climbing back up that fucking hill. It's it's over. It's why like honestly that's the reason. Like I don't get me wrong. The Libertarian Party of Kentucky has got me thinking about getting involved just because them, them dudes are freaking killing it. And I live oh, out yeah. here now. So I'm like, Meh. but like in all actuality, I view pretty much any any and all political organization is completely useless and just kind of a waste of time at this point. Like you're not going to reel this back. So I kind of do appreciate the Meekox because like from my understanding of it. Uh, they mostly just, they just want to get the message out there and maybe try to get some people ready. And I'm all about that, like whatever, but like any, any time that I see a, a libertarian try to talk and I, I, I'm a big 10 guy. So I'm talking ANCAPs, minarchists, the whole whole shebang. Um, anytime I see a libertarian talking about, we just need to institute, um, some of our policy. No, dude, it's fucked. Like you're, <laughs> we printed more money in the last year than it's ever been in circulate. We're done. Like we're already like spiraling in inflation, like starting to, and like the government's response is we're just gonna pay more money. We're just gonna we're just make more. It's it's done. This it's, is the death of the Roman Empire. If you look back in history, the fall of the Roman Empire is one of the most hilarious moments in human history. You're gonna see it again. <laughs> Sit back, laugh, yeah. enjoy it. Make sure you have a combat load of ammunition. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> Typo and I just argued about this this week. Um, literally about. If it's going to fail, uh, the point pointlessness or the point of the Libertarian Party, uh, all that. Uh, I'm I've always been the black pilled one, where like it's it's falling, like there's no way. Um, typo's kind of the more white pilled one, and I I fall into the white pill sometimes, where I'm like, there's some things where I'm just like, damn, that's like a good sign. But then I I like there's certain things that about maybe it's the people that were part of the white pill or something that was said when the white pill that I saw was going on that just is like, it grays it out for me where it's like, Oh, I think mm -hmm. it just, it's going to fall into the same trap that we always do when there's that little bit of hope for that. But <clears throat> one of the things that we argued about uh, was whether it was going to be economic collapse or a cultural collapse, basically. And, um, that's I was on to have. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, well, I wanted to ask you this question because typo and I, I stumped myself with this question and typo had no idea to this question. Um, what, you know, the whole uh, upstream and downstream of politics, like cultures upstream of politics. And uh, what, do, what do you think economics is? And it may not be is economics upstream or downstream of culture. Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, right. Because think... they kind of like flow together. But at the same time, they they don't because one influences one strongly depending on the situation. I don't know. We we were pretty it was late at night and I was a little high. So I would I, I would argue that that in this way, economics is downstream of culture because all right well it goes both ways so like you have the federal reserve implementation in 1913 that leads at the time you have a fairly independent uh self-driven self you know um individualistic society so i think that in that way economics was upstream of culture but now i think that culture has been so degraded that in fact economics is downstream once again because you now have the the cultural zeitgeist of the moment is to demand further socialism and further handouts um, and further basically like suppression of the free market. So 
I think it. I think it's it's kind of a chicken and the egg or or a. Uh, yeah, I think it's more a relationship. They're, they're sickly snaking in its yeah. tail. Its tail. I think, I think they more just they interact with each other than anything. If one's mm-hmm. you know moving off the other, I think they'd both just continuously interact with each other because culture can hundred percent drive the economy of a of a society where the economy can also drive the economics of the society. Like, I mean, there's uh, culture 100%, you know, is, is, can be based off of the economic prosperity of any given group of people. Well, it, yeah. it kind of boils down to whether or not you believe that democracy works. Cause if you believe democracy works, which none of us do, um, you would say, well, obviously the economic model and the governance in, in, in the nation is a product of that, the culture of the nation. Um, I think that Maybe perhaps at some point historically that was the case. I don't think that it's been that way for a very long time. Um, so, well, you're you're always the the optimist typo. Give me give me a reason to to be positive here. Well, um, or or you can just my, hop into the the culture. Yeah. Well, my, my well, my question specifically is what I is what has I put it on Twitter and I think it's a better way of asking it. But what has more of an effect on a collapse of a state? Is it a culture? or economics. And I think when you ask it like that, I think uh, I had a mat. I actually had really a lot of responses to this and it was both sides. It actually, the poll ended it and it was 49, 51%. Yeah. And I was like, I have no answers here. No one. <laughs> and uh, you know, the Bitcoin guys came in and they seemed to seem it was more of an economic thing. Um, but then there was uh, like Aaron from time mind earth came in and he thought it was more of a cultural thing. And I think every, I don't really know the answer, but I think um, I think culture does have maybe more of an effect sometimes. I think you described it the best way, um, the way hey, you, you, you said that, like it basically they can flip flop and maybe one can affect more than maybe one can affect the other. Um, but I just think that uh, you kind of need a, I guess, somewhat of a peaceful culture. But then I can stump myself and be like, well, kind of culture kind of starts with trade. And instead of soldiers crossing borders, it's trade. And that's, you know, how our culture can change and be affected because you start interacting with different cultures. So I I really don't know. I I mean, if you really want to get into it, there's an argument to be made that the whole reason culture even exists because of an increase in economic prosperity. That's fair, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when you're not like just worrying about what's going to kill you today and just kind of like hanging out, you have time to actually like create something like that. True. Yeah. Well, And, and it goes, again, it goes both ways because like in the French revolution, for instance, you have um, obviously the culture degrades in a really significant way, but I I don't think that you ever get a, like a Marxist revolution without severe um, economic, economic unrest amongst the people. And honestly, I think that that's the only reason that our country hasn't you know, gone full guillotine and pitchfork. That's kind of my, that's kind of my argument because we still we still have internet still have food and, and, screen TVs, and, and we have food on our tables. And if we didn't have that, I think there'd be a hell of a lot more people, particularly of the conservative ilk, yeah. that would be in the streets actually demanding yeah, change. The ec- like the economic downfall, like when it starts really affecting the culture, as in you can't, you know, young people can't buy houses anymore. Young people aren't, you know, trying to, like most of us aren't even trying to start a family in our 20s anymore. Um, or 30s. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. 30s. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's when you start having these economic effects, it starts uh, fucking with your culture and that can really come back on a state or country. Yeah. That's kind of how I saw it was the economics thing. It's so hard. It's so hard to say because the, like the, the economy has been 
okay. And yet we have still culturally stopped having children. And it's like, I mean, and I don't want to, I don't want to downplay this, the struggle because the struggle economically has been significant over the past 20 years. I think the, I think government's just evolved to a point where they're really good at putting band-aids on shit. That's why, I mean, cause economically, like, like we've already kind of talked about, like we're, things are not okay. No. Like I'm 28, I'm 28 and I just escaped poverty a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, barely. The thing, but the thing is, is the one thing that I wanted to say was like, they're, they're, they're so tightly intertwined, the economics and the culture, like argument and with like the people um, still being able to eat and, you know, the government's still printing money and yeah, things are increasing, but you still have food on your table. You still have Netflix, you still have your cell phones, blah, 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 blah. You know, those, those, I think we've always said on our show, once people go hungry, then they start to fight. Like that's kind of like a, uh, a big tick marker in revolutions, you know what fat I mean? Fat people, fat people don't start revolutions. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's, our our prosperity is so good that like, why the fuck would I start? A and that's why I right think now? economics. Like I'm doing great. I'm. I mean, I'm not doing great, but I'm. Doing, you know, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm like, doing my family's than I was doing four good. years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like well, my think, life is continuing to get better. So I don't know. I think that's what makes me such an anomaly. Is like normally you're not ready for revolution if your life's going really well. And like, I, I'm to the point where I've had all of this economic success. So like it's freed up so much of my time to think about the philosophy of like what I want my country to look like and what I want the world to look like. And it's, it's kind of, um, I don't know. It's kind of like zeroed me in on, on a higher purpose. See, I and think that happens to people too, though. Like I, I, you are an anomaly just because the way you think and, you know what what you promote in this in the sphere and you're, you're very good at it so that's why you're an anomaly oh thank not you. so much <laughs> not so much i'm just sucking dick right now gay pride month not so much because you're you're well off and you can sit i th- i feel like a lot of people i mean shit kim kardashian is sitting there trying to do prison reform i think a lot of people when they get into it but she's always been rich so i guess that's a little bit different but uh, you know there's a lot of people that it, don't have generational wealth or um have generational wealth and they're looking for how they can help their immediate like uh yeah. their immediate communities and things it's like fucking that scary. and maybe and maybe a lot of the times it's uh based off of um you know maybe not the best uh what's the word uh best intentions because they want the tax write off and that's why they're they're doing it right. you know um yeah bill gates but they want the tax write off or they want to control more power one of those things um so it, it may not be for the best of intentions, but sometimes it is for the best of intentions because they know that they're in a place that they can do things. And honestly, that's my white pill is that I think a lot of people want to do good for other people. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people do, especially like, you know, 98% of the United States, they generally want what's best for everybody. And it a lot of what we're seeing now is a lot of good initiative, bad judgments. Like one of the big things that we said in the Marine Corps, it's like somebody doing something that, Hey, you, that was smart of you to like take that initiative to go do this thing, but you did it fucking absolutely horrendously and never do it again because good initiative, bad judgment, just don't do that. Mm. And um, I kind of see, I feel like that's where a lot of people are. And uh, I think that's why we, I feel like that's why we're getting so decisive too, because everybody's good at initiatives. They're just, horrible judgment on both sides and even on the libertarian side like we have had a lot of bad judgments in the last fucking year so 
uh, last 10 years, if you really want to look at it. And it, it's just kind of set us up for this giant collapse that we're seeing right now in, in slow motion. It's like Joe Biden falling down the stairs. That's what the United States economy no, is doing. Speaking of Joe Biden, because I haven't been able to let this go for the last like two days. That goddamn fucking speech where that arrogant motherfucker sat up there and was like, can you imagine if the United States were to interfere in other countries' <laughs> democracy? That would ruin our standing in the world. Like, we don't do that like Russia. Like, most people have to be retarded. Like, <laughs> you have to yeah. buy it and not immediately just be like, like, even on its face, if you don't pay attention to things, like, then it fuckers were sitting there fucking simping for it, but you didn't pick up on, like, you didn't connect those two fucking dots together. Like, dude, that's, like, and it, it just, it fucking boggles my mind because there's only a few options as to how Joe Biden could have said that with a fucking straight face is either A. Dementia. Dementia. 100%. B, he's an ignorant piece of shit yeah he doesn't or know. b or c he's an arrogant piece of shit there's no other yeah. fucking options where you could sit there and sit look can you like how Dude, what if joe biden doesn't know what if he doesn't know what if <laughs> he, he doesn't no idea? fucking know no like what if he what if he never knew like he's always just been like america, america. <laughs> dude if he's been in the fucking the inner sanctum of the that demon spawn lair and he still do, hasn't figured it out that should be disqualifying in its dude, own right you know i think what? it's i think, I think it's, it's scary that that's plausible it's, it's, he's kind of just like the, every time i see him I it's just also hear, very impressive like every time i see him that's what i picture well i'll i'll grant you all a b and c are all possibilities but I don't believe that you get to become the president of the United States without knowing damn well what we do overseas and, in, and at least endorsing yeah. it tacitly. Like, so he's just a lying piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he's a lying piece of shit. Yes. It's fucking amazing. But it's amazing to me how that can just pass through like the public and everybody's watching it. And nobody like just what? Like nobody just that, well, they, like that has to spark some kind of like. Really? Yeah, cognitive dissonance amongst his supporters or something. Well, this, this is what I always go back to. And this is why I, I no longer... Um, you know, deem all on the left as evil or morons or whatever. Oh, the commies because are pissed right now. It's fucking hilarious. That, well, this is what I'm saying is like, there are red pilled people on the left that, that understand the inherent evil that the American government has caused overseas. They oftentimes overlook the evil that has been caused at home, but they're pretty privy to all of the, you know, dictators we've toppled or totally legitimate elected politicians that we've toppled. Uh, so I, I think that that's that's a good that's a good note from which we can build is like, and that's why I'm rocking this red pill tour shirt is because like I want the people that are red pilled whether you consider yourself left or right or libertarian or whatever if you are red pilled if you understand the inherent evil of the state to some extent I can have a conversation with you and I will fight side by side in a boog with a commie over a Republican any day, time of the day. Bottom like a fucking like a red pilled. I will fucking I, I can see myself next to a red pilled communist in a fucking boog. Like, hey, we're still gonna kill each other eventually, but right now, like we we have problems we have to address. <laughs> well, like that, that, because that's what... I, and I know a lot of artists out there be like, well, the communist is gonna put you up against. Well, yeah, the Republican is too, dude. Yeah. Well, they are. They already do. The, already the difference do. is the Republican will allow you to get put up against the wall right now. Yeah, and and it's diagonal unity. This is Aaron from Timeline Earth's uh, brainchild. Is that like the hardcore and cap community and the nutcase Stalinists are like <laughs> closer together than anything else? I I still don't trust those motherfuckers as far as I can throw. No. However, 
However, if I'm looking for someone who opposes the the current state, I yeah, they get it. Yeah. They get it more than and most. They, I mean, and Jimmy I Dore. bet they will start throwing Molotovs before any fucking libertarian, oh, any yeah. fucking boog boy, <laughs> any fucking. You will see a fucking. There will they be already a are. They yeah. already <laughs> are. Yeah, there you. There will be a tanky with a drum mag AK on the street before a fucking anarchist. <laughs> there, that yeah. already happened. Well, like, they have the, nuts. That's like, the they thing. Have drive. That's the thing. Like it's like uh, I was arguing with a. Uh, one of my buddies on Facebook, he's from like middle school. I, I don't even know if he's really a buddy, more of an acquaintance. And he's intelligent, but he's very left-leaning. And Typo sees him on my Facebook all the time. He's he's basically my reply guy on Facebook. And um, he, we were arguing about something about revolution and stuff like that. And uh, I said something about like, uh, and the reason why ANCAPs do this, that, or the other. And he was like, yeah, but you guys have never fucking had a successful revolution at least we have. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you right? Like, I'm not even going to fucking argue that. Like, I can't even be like, oh, yeah, we've had successful revolutions. All the ANCAPs, they just, uh, I feel like when you look at, I, I, I've been trying to find more on, you know, right-leaning or economically right-leaning uh, anarchists. And there's not a lot of information out there about them. There's not, there's not a whole lot of them until, you know, the last hundred, maybe 150 years. I, w- I would um, argue anarchists are a modern concept. Yeah, well, absolutely. I would, I would argue that the, the American revolution was as close as you've seen really. Absolutely. It, cause, Cause they, they revolted against a tyrannical power, but then they also wanted Created to have a free market as, and... as limited a government as humanly possible. And yeah. it worked out pretty fucking well, like better than any other experiment we've had in right. government so far um but it, it also wasn't the, the only problem is they anarchy. let people vote <laughs> yeah well that that could be argued too but then there's also the spooner argument of like there wasn't actually consent given from yeah. the government at the time and perhaps that was the problem or or perhaps the problem was that there was any consent given i don't know i'm very right. i'm very indecisive on this what do you think jared uh Honestly, I think a couple, I mean, if you read some of them, I think a couple of them realize it would probably, especially with the institution of the constitution, instead of the articles of confederation, it's definitely a lot of them that kind of first saw this happen. But I mean, I think there's a reason a lot of the anti-federalists did pump out that bill of rights. It's kind of like, like what was probably looked at at the time as more of a consolidation, a consolation, but like the federalists, like that little, that little bill of rights fucking pump in there. I think it's created a scenario that as things get worse and worse and worse, like I know a lot of guys will probably think otherwise. It's like, Oh, well, things are so fucking bad and fucking. Yeah. But like, as we've said before, people are still fat. Like our poor people are still fat. Like nobody's going to go blow up a fucking building. If they're like, you know, fat, like it's not happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think that unlike a lot of other areas where you start to see like the government kind of spiraling out of control like this, I mean, the fact that those, those values and more specifically those arms are so prevalent in fucking society. I mean, even places like California, New York, like you go outside anywhere outside the city, guns everywhere. And there's a lot of people who do even on a shallow level believe in those fucking, you know, 10 fucking sentences. But I mean, like I said, it hasn't prevented the state, but I think it is still there as as a cultural thing that is going to create a lot of fucking issues and quite possibly create a scenario that hasn't been seen in a while with the collapse of such a, a wide sprung, powerful empire that we have today. Well, I think the only reason that we haven't seen, um, you know, major revolts is, as we've talked about before, is that we're just doing decently well economically uh, compared to many other countries. Yeah. But but in my opinion, the only reason for that is not because of our economy. It's because of our printing presses. 
I really yeah. believe that. Like, I Just believe start that stealing it, people's food. Yeah, well, yeah, I, you Just don't start have to steal it. You don't have to steal their food because you're stealing the value of their dollar, which is going to make food harder and harder to come by. So yeah, I, but that's I, what, I like that crack cocaine analogy, though, because unlike other fucking collapses, like, yeah, this is let it gone on longer, but like it's going to be fucking way worse. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to fucking like once this fucking house of cards comes down, it might not even be the next one. Like we because honestly, modern monetary theory is such a fucking new thing. We don't really I mean, even most economists will admit we don't fucking know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is. And it, when it happens, it's, and I, I truly believe we're on the downhill slide, but whether or not it happens, you know, in the next year or two or in the next, you know, maybe 10, 20 years, that's fucking up in the air. Yeah. Right. So typos thing was, he thinks we'll have a secession, like seceding States before we have an economic collapse. Mm. And I took the, not that, I think I, I think we have, we have I think an economic, economic collapse is going to drive secession. Yeah, exactly. What, That's what, what I thought. What makes you think that typo? I think uh, I think I think it'd be kind of cultural. I think uh, I I mean I just don't think the next Republican that gets in there is gonna is gonna like the look what the left did when it was Trump, mm-hmm. and I I just don't see it. I mean maybe with the Republican in power, but honestly the lefties were talking about secession under Trump. So I, I mean, I don't know what's going to come next on the right, but I don't, it could be much worse than Trump and at least in the eyes of the left. And I don't, I don't know if that'll come, you know, next election, but I still think maybe our economy could last another 10 years. Well, yeah, that that's, that's where we're going to part ways because I I just don't see the amount of fiscal stimulus that we're pumping into the system to keep it afloat, not destroying the dollar if we do it for 10 more years. Like, so you have, you have two options. You have, Path A, which is you hike interest rates and you strengthen the dollar, but you destroy the economy, and then we can build back from there. Or you continue with this in you know incessant printing, in which case you destroy the value of the dollar, you lose the the reserve uh, currency of the world status, and then the whole house of cards comes crashing down anyway. So it's like uh, the way I see it, within a decade, a path A or path B. That's where we're going, and I don't see a glide path in between because it would require fiscal austerity from our government. They ain't fucking doing that. There's no way in hell they're going to actually go like, okay, we're going to now means test social security and we're going to, we're going to cut back on XYZ plan. Like they have no intention of doing that. Mm -hmm. If anything, they're going to grow this bitch. So I don't have any reason for optimism based off of the current trajectory. The only thing that gives me any pause at all is a guy like DeSantis. And, And I know that seems crazy to put any sort of faith in a politician, but just based off of what he's doing in Florida, the way he, I mean, if you want to talk about the potential for secession before economic collapse, that dude's on the front lines. Cause he's, he, he said he's going to yeah. send troops from Abbott's Florida a pussy. To, to what's that? Yeah. Cause he has, Abbott's a fucking pussy. Well, he, he Abbott just followed, but he, but he follows DeSantis. Yes, he DeSantis, does. DeSantis, he's a right wing reactionary. He's fucking great. He's hilarious. Cause he's, cause he's reading the tea leaves based off of whatever radical shit DeSantis pulls off that makes him more popular amongst Republicans. And then Abbott goes, Oh, I'll do this now. You know, yeah. like I, I believe in the bill of rights too. Same with and the fucked up, and the fucked up thing is the left has given him the precedence to do a lot yeah. of fucked up right wing. Absolutely. Shit, well, and that's going like, to drive people nuts. It's like Shane Hazel talking about take over your executive positions in your, in your counties and in your, in your cities and things like that. take over executive positions. Cause we're in a post-constitutional America and we've been in a post-constitutional America for a long time. So he's like, take over uh, as a libertarian, take over your executive commit, uh, your executive positions in your cities and in your counties and in your states. And what you do is you make it libertarian and you mm-hmm. 
pass the executive laws fuck you're gonna be a tyrant regardless at this point like you're either a tyrant for voting because it, under libertarians like super anarchist libertarians i'm an anarchist but I, I, i'm not gonna fucking sit there and call people out for being like no we don't want fucking uh critical race theory in our fucking schools so i'm gonna vote against it like obviously that makes sense but you're a tyrant for voting so fuck be a tyrant and delegitimize the fucking state while being a tyrant like i don't i don't i don't understand the argument for anarchists especially it's like the whole new hampshire thing i'm not going to talk about it a lot because new hampshire is just all over the fucking place right now but i think pete said it best he was like they pulled a machiavellian move and i'm not even mad at them over it because that's what we should be doing we're fighting a war aren't we like I'm not saying that we have to go out there and violate the NAP and fucking shoot cops in the head as we're walking down the street. That's stupid. You don't do shit like that. Mm-hmm. That that makes you just as bad as them. And I, I can see how making, you know, taking over the executive body, you can make the argument that makes us just as bad as them and passing laws like that. But at the same time, we don't believe in democracy if you're an anarchist. And those are the ones that usually get mad, not so much minarchists or, you know, see, part of I the other big time. I don't understand this this argument against DeSantis. Uh, so maybe it sounds like, Jared, are you not a fan? Oh, no, I am 100% a fan. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, I don't, I don't it, but it's not, it, has, it has nothing to do with the policies. It has absolutely nothing to do with the policies. Because half of it is like dumb shit. It, it really is. The whole, like, honestly... If I hear fucking critical race theory one more goddamn time, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out. Critical with my race theory. Do a bitch. Do a bitch. God fucking damn. <laughs> Dude, but uh, no, because it's fucking it's stupid. It's just it's just a dumb fucking thing. Okay, My boomer. fucking camera came off. Um, But no, so I, I don't so care. so upset about critical race theory. He, he, he went Dude, because I'm tired of hearing about it. It's such a dumb just thing that doesn't fucking matter. Wait, why really, does it not matter to teach kids that they're fucking e- evil inherently because of their skin color? Is that well, not fucking, a dangerous thing? Because already, I want to do it, not the state. We've already taught kids that for 12 years that going to third world countries and blowing up fucking neighborhoods is cool. So what? how much worse than that can it get at this point? It's just well, more dumb shit. I think it could get worse. I do. I, the, yeah, it could get worse, but not because of specifically what they're teaching. So oh, well, I just, but honestly, some of the shit, like obviously like him going anti-lockdown, I don't know what I did to this camera. Hopefully I didn't break it and don't have to it. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully, like I like a lot of, like obviously I'm a big fan of the fucking anti-lockdown shit. And I like any fucking state that comes at odds with the federal government because yeah. there is a ranking system and, you know, fuck the feds. But like we, you know, states can do, like states, states, states right now, if they're going against the federal government, I'm all about it. Well, this is what I wanted um, to bring up is that but I, like the school shit, like I love the policies because it is it is just a right wing reaction to the left wing. And because the federal government in, is in power, it's going to fucking drive them nuts and make them do dumb shit. And then DeSantis is going to fucking obviously be a right wing reactionary and just step it up. Right. So I, I love everything about it. Don't give a fuck about any of those like policies. Well, see, maneuvers. this is what this is what bothers me about the, the libertarian pushback against DeSantis that I don't understand. It's like. If you're opposed to political power ever being wielded, why did you support Ron Paul? Like, he was going to be the most powerful man in the country, and he was going to do things that many people didn't support. And he was going to, you know, probably get rid of the Department of Education and Defense and the FBI and the CIA. (laughs) You know, like, he was going to do a bunch of shit that would have, I mean, you could argue was behaving tyrannically but tyrannically towards liberty i mean he was giving the people more of their rights back so like i don't understand this argument where people say well i don't like how desantis is going about this it's like okay well i don't whether or not i like how he's going about it 
I haven't seen anything other than perhaps him sending troops to the border of Texas, which I'm not a huge fan of, but the rest of it has been amazing. Like this is, this is, I want there to be, uh, you know, I don't want my children to be taught that they're evil because their skin color. And I don't want to be forced to wear a mask and I don't want to be forced to show my health information if I want to go on a fucking cruise. Yeah, so my, like, my, but I think one of the biggest, bigger reactions to that is like, me my children are stepping not stepping within 250 feet of a fucking public education system yeah, sure. I get like that. in any way because i mean even if we took out critical race theory you still have 99 percent of a cancer and i think that's that's, what, that's kind that, of my i point. think that's like, the majority of what you were saying was when you were like it doesn't matter because they're already teaching other things that are just as bad i yeah, think that's your point the whole, right the whole, yeah so absolutely. it's like so I, get, it's, I i understand that but yeah. what if they I don't know. I don't even know if you you can't teach revisionist history. Like I don't like like there's not there's not really a whole lot right now. The American education system is so far gone. Like it's it's unsalvageable at this point in my head. Like I, there's there's nothing that you could pass I'm, even with the critical race theory thing. Yeah, that's a good step, but like there's nothing that you can actually pass to. You just have to literally just abolish all schools and it would be like, "All right, we're redoing it communities it's up to you yeah like, well here's, you know, here's a good question then do you think the libertarians would support DeSantis if he were to abolish the public school system because no i'm not sure that they would no they, no, would. they would most libertarians are fucking posers man dude well, that, that's what i'm getting at bro i that's think that's what the, I, I think slc slc people... punk said it best dude you're a fucking poser man yeah, yeah dude that, i think i think a lot of them i feel like a lot of them i and i struggle with this too like there's a I was talking to Typo about this and it's like, at what point are you just as bad as the people that you're fighting against? And I think that's a very big question. And I, and I, I bring up Jordan Peterson a lot because I really like the way he speaks. And I really think he, he does a very good job about fighting your inner evil type stuff. And he, he always brings up how, when he looks back at history, how he, um, if he was in the Soviet shoes or if he was in Nazi Germany during the time period, he's like, he doesn't look at like how he would personally view it. He would look at it as if he was a Nazi a soldier or somebody in command. And it's like, at what point can you put yourself in those shoes? And can you realize at what point you're doing more, you're doing the exact same things and you're falling into the same, um, you know, falling into the same traps that they do with power and things like that. And so I, I fall into this trap where it's like, I'm not going to fucking vote. Like, fuck that. I'm not fucking voting. Um, you can't fucking make me. I think it's wrong. I think it's immoral. And it's a, and, but then at the same time, it's like when you can do it for a good reason, should you do it? And it's like, like, yeah, you dude, should. If, if the marijuana and, league comes out in Kentucky, I'm fucking voting. Like, fuck right. you. I don't and care it, if it's violence. I'm voting. Yeah. And I feel like it, it's a, it's a tight line that we have to currently walk in the current situation that we are put in, in the decade that we are, in the year that we are. And it, it, it fucking sucks, but you're not going to be a fucking 100% voter as an anarchist like you're not going to be perfect uh pure anarchist and you can't even be a pure anarchist without it because you're still paying state tax still paying federal tax even if you're the most agorist of agorists and living inside the united states every time you put gas in that fucking vehicle that you're using to you know get from state to state as a traveler um you're, you're still paying sales tax you're still paying federal tax on stuff like that so it's like you can't be pure in the united states and be a pure agorist or any yeah. other things. So Typo you're going in. to have to sacrifice some things like that. And it, it sucks, but that's just the fucking cold, hard reality of shit. Most libertarians would rather be edgy than live in reality. Like yeah, case I in point, I listened to your fucking episode with Josie, fucking awesome episode. And fucking 
I, that's, and honestly, I respect her. And that's coming from somebody with, before my Bacon got banned, I fucking read hard against her when she was uh, supporting. And it was something that was fucking around with I, Iraq and embassies yeah, and shit. It was the embassy thing. Yeah. That fucking, that was the big thing that bothered me. And that's yeah, why I got I fucking read I, hard. Like, I mean, for like hours against her. But like, <laughs> like, there's a lot that she says that I don't just, she's a little neocon, in my opinion, at times. Sure. Um, but like, I mean, the fact that fucking you two can't talk without fucking throwing up a goddamn like shit storm is fucking amazing. It's like that just that speaks wild, volumes man. to what the vast majority of like libertarians are. Okay. And this goes across. There's a lot of red pilled guys that do it. A lot of fucking blue pilled guys that do it. But they're all fucking useless and, and let, they should be purged. Let's be honest. Josie is 90 percent of the way to being one yeah. of us. So like, yeah. are we are we really going to look at her and be like, you're the enemy? You're the problem? Like, I yeah. I, first off, I didn't even know about her background. I didn't even know what the fucking beef was with her. So like, I just went into that <laughs> blind. I found yeah. out some of the shit after the fact, but I don't care if you are, if you are 90% of the way towards what I want to see in the world, you're an ally. I'm sorry. You just are like, and if yeah. I'm, if I'm going to be such a fucking puritanical psychopath that I alienate people that see the world 90% of the way that I do, I have no chance of prevailing in this fight. So no. you're going to have yeah, to have well, some allies that you don't agree with fully. Yeah, you're talking to three Marine Corps vets, and she was preaching about war, so it's a little bit of a touchy subject. Yeah, for a lot like of I was, and yeah, and, sure. and maybe it's a little overreaction on on our parts. I'm not saying but, I'm not no, saying it's I, not. I don't I don't I don't think that's true. Actually, I think that the the reaction was reasonable yeah. when she was making those comments. Yeah. The the reaction to want her like essentially deplatformed from whatever this yeah, is, as if I'm some enormous the, platform. It's yeah. fucking psychotic. Well, yeah, and they and people talk about like deplatforming. Libertarian circles talk about it all the time. It's crazy. And, they, and they're the and a lot of them are the first ones to jump on the one anarchist or something like that that is like, hey, let's vote for this critical race theory not being in schools. And they're like, oh, you're not a fucking anarchist. You're a piece of shit human being and blah, 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 blah. That nobody watches show anymore and this, that, or the <laughs> other. And it's like, yo, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so My kids are in public school because I have to work full time. So I don't want critical race theory because uh, I'm fucking a broke bitch. Libertarian, libertarian light, Republican light, even some left light people that are like, uh, we want Democrat, we want... We want healthcare, but we want the markets to be completely untouched besides the healthcare market. Like even people like that in the market that are trying to, you know, just eliminate, they understand that the government is the problem and eliminate them being involved in so much of our fucking lives. Like we need those people in those positions. Fuck, I loved what Kim K was doing with getting people off of death row for crimes that they never committed or sure. you know trying to do prison reform with trump like that's that's an amazing thing i'm not a fan of kim kardashian but shit that's pretty fucking dope like i'm not gonna talk shit to talk shit about that no. like we need those things kim and kardashian saves more things. lives than agorism <laughs> you might not i don't think you're fucking very wrong I, i'm not that. fucking wrong i no. stand by that statement kim yeah. kardashian has saved more lives well, than agorism so from the government than this agorism is, this is why i prefer the balance of being a defensive voting and cap who's also an agorist like you can you can vote to defend yourself and then you can also behave in your real life as an agorist where you try and subvert the government and try and starve the beast and all this like it i don't understand this polarization where you have to be well, the same thing as a leftist they want to put us in re-education camps anyways exactly exactly so it's it's you you and and secondarily if there's no path for redemption how perfect do you think you are yeah. That you don't need redemption too for something at some point in your life. It's just so, it's so diluted. It's so ridiculous. And, and like, 
egotistical to believe that, oh, you, you've had every perfect opinion your entire life. Like if a libertarian of all people who almost no one is born into this. No. Like if you can't forgive people for having shitty opinions two decades ago or even five years ago, I, I don't know what you're doing, man. Like we are we are working towards fixing this. You have to give people some path to redemption. I'll get off my, my soapbox. We I have a, a recording.